Hello! Merry Christmas! And yay! We are at the Christmas episode then. Yes. We are a bit before Christmas, but yes. we, we, we decided this is going to be the episode that is closer to Christmas. Yes, and I have some reindeer antlers ready here. Yeah, I have mine somewhere as well. Here! Yay! We're going to take cool pictures with those after. So, Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas in Finland. What do we do in, here in Finland, Stephanie? You drink glögi and you eat piparkaku cookies. <laughs> so, what is glögi? It's a spiced drink that you can add alcohol. So, in Germany, they have the glühwein version. Yeah, I think that probably glühwein is the is a kind of known word. But yeah, it's I think that glögi is drunk in many European countries, yeah. just with different names, like yeah, glühwein or or Glug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You drink it warm and you add uh, raisins and almond, and almond flakes. And cinnamon, I think. Or cardamom. I'm uh, not sure know. about that. And then you drink it with wine, red wine. Yeah. It's very nice. And that's what makes it very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what we can do in Finland in Christmas? Oh, we can visit Santa Claus. Yes. Because, yeah, Santa Claus lives here. In, yes, well, not finished. in Helsinki, but in Lapland. Yes. Have you seen his village? I did when I was very small. My dad took me there. And I got to sit on his lap and I could tell him what I wanted. Oh. And he knew I wasn't Finnish. Oh, no. And I was like, moi. And then he said, you're not from Finland. I was like, no. <laughs> well, I've been there, but but my friends didn't want to pay the entrance to, to talk with Santa. So I've only seen the reindeers. But I heard that you can write him letters and he'll reply. Oh, yeah, we should That's totally really nice. know. We thing. should write the <laughs> letter from the science basement. Exactly. exactly. Okay. But, yeah, let's let's go to the, our guest for this episode, uh, who is Yossi Tira, who is a PhD student that were, who works on precipitation and on falling snow. So we have a very, very Christmassy theme today. Mm-hmm. And he's in the radar group of the Department of Physics, in a, here at the University of Helsinki. So, welcome, Yussi. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. We are glad to have you here. So, light us with the spirit of Christmas and tell us what do you work with. Well, snow. snow. I, I, I study snow, especially falling snow. Actually, when the snow falls to the ground, I kind of... Uh, scientifically, I lose interest in it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we use... Radars, weather radars, cloud radars, and some instruments that have video cameras that film the snowflakes as they fall and all sorts of instruments to see what shapes and sizes and so on are the snowflakes. So you actually think, is it because every snowflake then has a different shape and size? So each snowflake is different from each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, something that I'm asked when I tell I'm studying snow. So, okay, are, are all the snowflakes really different and so on? But yes, uh, that's one thing, of course, that is very interesting uh, is is the shape. And I mean, if they all were just randomly different or something like that, then it wouldn't be so interesting. But it seems that there are... Uh, many different categories and some are more like needles and some are these nice flakes shape with what you see see in cartoons in cartoons <laughs> yes 
and some are more plate-like and some are like columns and so on. Why would you be interested in knowing which one is falling? Well, uh, for example, these different shapes, when they fall to the ground, they make a, a, they have different density and so on, so they will, that affects how deep snow you will get. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, something that, for example, uh, the road maintenance might want to know that uh, how deep snow there will be and so on, or skiing centers or whatever. So you need to be able to forecast that also. Oh, how wow. deep snowpack you get. So. so basically, with the same amount of snow falling, mm. you will have more or less snow attaching to the ground according to the type of snowflakes you yeah, have? Yeah, basically. So that's the density and how efficiently they can pack into a snowpack. So it's the water content in the same volume where will be different for different types of snow. And what determines whether it's a needle-like snowflake or a these different types that you mentioned. Sorry? So what? what kind of parameters would uh, determine what kind of snowflake gets formed? Ah, so what uh, what uh, determines uh, what shape will mm-hmm. come out? Okay, uh, well, that's uh, that could be a really actually complicated process of uh, because it the snowflakes can originate from very high altitudes, something like nine kilometers and uh, from very small uh, ice crystals and then they start falling and they go through maybe multiple uh, cloud layers and each of those have a different temperature and humidity and these are the most important temperature and humidity. Uh, Then you have these multiple layers possibly and so on so it goes through multiple processes really and it might start first growing uh, like a column and then the conditions change and then in the ends of the column it starts to form plates and so on so okay. that's why you get also so many shapes and have you ever done like actual forecast so have you ever l- gone outside seen some snow falling and tried to make your own forecasting or actually have you done some official forecast for for the snow falling like how, ma- how many centimeters you will have uh, well, that's more like uh, that someone who would apply kind of my results would do maybe or the weather service. Uh, but uh, what I like to do more is maybe like when, well, a very good instrument for looking at snow is your own sleeve. You just clean your sleeve and then expose it to the snow, fo- falling snow, and then you uh, look at the sleeve, uh, what kind of shapes you have there, and then you can maybe figure out what kind of uh, cloud layers there are. That's that's fun. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah, you totally have to teach us how to do it. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not snowing today outside. I think we should have moved this episode outside <laughs> in the cold. So you are saying that there are different cloud layers, but what do you mean by that? What kind of layers would you expect? Yeah, so there can be, for example, there can be liquid layers or then more like dry ice layers because well water is a funny thing it, it can somehow forget to freeze in in the atmosphere uh, normally we think water freezes at zero celsius yeah but uh, it can be down to minus 30 and it still stays in a water form uh, if it if there's not something that uh, basically aerosol particles that resemble ice 
enough so that it then figures out, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's cold now. I should freeze actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, there are these there that that uh, means that there are these kind of mixed fa- uh, phase layers where you have both liquid water and ice, and that of course, for example, if a snowflake drops through a liquid layer, it, uh, the liquid droplets will attach to that snowflake and it will and freeze on 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 impact and so then you will for example get this kind of more round uh, irregular shaped snowflakes oh wow so you can uh, by looking at the snowflake you can see what's going on up yes kilometers above. yes that's really cool oh, wow. and also at least in my research i've been uh, looking at the circulation in the amazon and i know they have this huge really turbulent um, um, clouds there so I'm wondering if there are different clou- clouds in different parts of the world. Would there be different snowflakes? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, well, the conditions in the atmosphere are different in th- different parts of the world. So also, I mean, we you get very different uh, density, for example, for the snow in different regions. We see that when, when we compare our results with other scientists that, okay, we get this kind of uh, equation describing how how the uh, size sizes and and the density for example of the snow is correlated and then you might have a little bit different parameters for those kind of equations in different parts of the world okay uh, do you expect different kinds of precipitations on ground and on on the oceans yes i mean uh, depends also on what type of aerosols you have there, because um, some aerosol particles are are work as cloud condensation nuclei for forming more easily liquid clouds. But but then for an ice particle to clo- uh, start forming on uh, on this kind of uh, aerosol particle, it has to resemble kind of the structure of of ice more. So that's there, uh, ice is somehow more picky about the type of uh, aerosol particles. So then, that's why in some regions, uh, in regions you have more ice clouds. For example, ocean region uh, region has uh, more salts from the ocean as aerosol particles. So that probably also has an effect, and so on. So just as a note, aerosols are particles, either solid or liquid particles, floating in a gas or like in our atmosphere, for anybody who's not in an aerosol or atmospheric science. So, well, wait, wait. So, you mean like particles, but like dusty particles or like so basically, gases? So, any solid or liquid particle ah. in a gas. So, for example, sand or salt would be a aerosol because it's a solid particle Okay. that gets thrown into the air by wind or by breaking waves or um, a volcanic eruption would throw out ash for example and that's another aerosol um all this gas emission not gas particle emissions that you see from uh, a chimney or, or even a candle or incense you can see the little smoke smoky particles those mm-hmm. three aerosols and then there's also aerosols that are formed right out of thin air but i'll get to that when i talk about my research because that's oh. what i study okay um and now uh, another question for you see um so here in your little little description that you sent us before before recording this episode, uh, you told us that you use both ra- radar and in situ measurements. Mm-hmm. So, how how do they how do they work? What's in situ? 
In situ means means when you when you take measurements from the place. So you go there with a probe and you take measurements. Yeah, basically when your instruments is at the same location than the subject that you study. Exactly. So <laughs> yes. in situ, I guess I would expect that you are. It means that you are taking measurements in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, where the snow falls. So yeah. Well, in situ instruments. I mean, I mentioned probably earlier this kind of video camera instruments, for example. That, so a very kind of basic instrument would be a high-speed video camera that is pointed at a light source. Uh, and then there are snowflakes that are falling in between the camera and the light source. And you will see kind of the shape in the camera. And because it's high speed, it can also record the fall speed of that particle and so on. So that's kind of simple tool, but uh, also very useful. Wow, that must be really pretty. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you get like photographs of the snowflakes? Yeah, or a kind of video actually. Oh yeah, video, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice. time lapse of snow, of <laughs> snowflakes. <laughs> um, do you have this data available somewhere online? Like if somebody wanted to see how it looks? Yeah, actually. The instrument I described is developed by NASA and, and yeah, yeah, that uh, data is uh, available online. That's like open access data. Okay. You can get it from the uh, US government websites. Okay, so we'll probably look for that link and post it in the description. Yeah, definitely in the description box. Yeah. Yay. And, and instead for radar, you have some measurements taken from above from a satellite, I assume. Yeah, uh, you can measure from a satellite uh, that can have r radars or lidars, or you can measure just uh, using some uh, very ordinary weather radar. Like in my current study, I, I use a uh, weather radar to look at the snow. So what does radar data look like when you actually have your data? How does it look like? Well, radar uh, stands for stands for radio, uh, radio detection and ranging. So uh, there you know the direction where you get your signal and you know the distance. So that's basically you will get a 2D or even 3D picture of uh, falling snowflakes, for example. Where are they in what distance and so on. Depending on what kind of scanning you do with the radar. You can do this kind of 3D volume scan around the radar and see what, what uh, kind of snowfall systems there are around. But I would think like snowflakes are so small. How, how does your data, how can you really point out which ones which or distinguish their shape? Yeah, an ordin ordinary weather radar doesn't see the individual particles because the radar beam will have, uh, will be something like one degree wide. So, and when you go further away from the radar, it just uh, measures a bigger and bigger volume at a time, but uh, it will be the kind of the sum of all the <laughs> echoes from these uh, snowflakes that you then detect. It gets kind of, it, uh, the radar sends a beam of uh, microwave radiation and, and that scatters from the snow particles and just a very tiny amount of that scattered radiation you get then back in the antenna and that you measure. And it's actually the thing you get back is like, I don't know, one per 
hundred thousand times uh, uh, the power that you actually send. Mm -hmm. It's a very small amount you get back. And mm -hmm. From that you can still say a lot about the snow. There, well, radar actually nowadays radars are really sophisticated. They can actually even they send uh, pulses with different polarization, and from that you get also some information of, even about the shapes of the uh, snowflakes or water droplets and so on. Okay, that's very interesting. I have one last question before, and it's a very quick one before we switch to our second part, which mm -hmm. is the game, and this is. So, of course, we would assume that snow is not very common through, throughout the, the world, okay? So, of course, we have s snow being common in a higher latitude. So, in which countries, actually, is this kind of research important? Well, uh, it's, of course, towards the poles, uh, and then especially in, uh, in uh, Nordic countries and, and yeah, north because here you have more population that near the South Pole, for example. But then also mountainous regions have a lot of snow mm. where the snow is studied. And actually, uh, a fun fact is that even in summer in Finland, almost all uh, precipitations or rain uh, starts a snowfall, but then it just melts on the way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember last midsummer, I was in the middle of a little snowstorm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, but <laughs> I, but the midsummer day. But I had heard that. So it's so it's basically it's always snowing. It just becomes rain when it reaches us. Yes, summer. it's uh, basically only those kind of uh, very clo low clouds that are almost like a fog that have this r small drizzle that is uh, originates also in liquid form, but mm -hmm. but basically everything else starts as snowfall. Okay, we well, can I ask a really quick question? Okay, what is hail? Hail. So hail is uh, basically that happens usually in the summer. So you might have this kind of situation that first you have a very tall cloud and there's some uh, snowfall, for example. Then it melts maybe on the way. But then there's very strong updraft and the water droplets uh, then are uh, carried to again to higher altitudes and they freeze and this might happen for a longer time even and then eventually they fall down and so then they are this kind of hailstones. Oh, okay. Okay, because I've seen hail in Mexico. Oh yeah, Mexico yeah. <laughs> we don't get so large hailstones here luckily than in Mexico you might no. get to yeah. Larger, I think. Okay, so let's move on to the to the game, to the categories game, or some name that we still have to come up with the title <laughs> of the for the game. Maybe for next year. This, yeah. So for, this, for next this year. Will, yeah, this will be the homework we have for next year. Yes. But um, so the five categories are: what would a reviewer say? And the reviewer is that person who is reviewing your scientific article. Just yeah, because of this principle of peer review. Yes. So, so yeah, we submit a, an article to a journal and then we have a reviewer who judges. Yes, actually, yeah. or several reviewers. And they will read your article and say whether it's good enough to be published or not and what should be fixed, whether um, your results are to uh, need more proof or yeah, more description or so on. So, um, so that's what would a reviewer say. Um, then the second category 
is weird Christmas traditions. The third, office supplies. The fourth, words associated with winter. So this is for you, see. And the fifth, <laughs> reasons to email your supervisor. And this is for all of us, because we're all PhD students. <laughs> for all of us. So uh, you see, we'll generate a, a random letter, and we have two minutes to, to come fill, up with... Yeah, to come up with uh, a word for each category, which starts with, with, the, with, that letter. with the letter that you see picks. And we have two minutes to fill our, our table. Yes. So we fill this all together. Right? Yes. 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 So if you could click to generate the letter. Generate the letter and it's W. 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 Okay. Oh. I've already said about that. Well, we will start in three, two, one now. Okay. Okay. What would the reviewer say? Write again. Write again. <laughs> 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 Write the whole thing again. <laughs> the whole thing again. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we have office supplies, uh, uh, word counter. I don't think that's an office supply. Word counter? <laughs> I don't know. Weird Christmas traditions. Mm. Is there any food that's actually talking? I don't know. I, will, I think we should go with the words associated with winter. Winter? Yes, winter. <laughs> <laughs> or is that cheating? No. It's not cheating. <laughs> White, white, white precipitation. Okay, okay white. <laughs> no, come on, white Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah, white Christmas. White Christmas. Reasons to email your supervisor. supervisor. Uh, writing. <laughs> writing. <laughs> writing your. Writing your paper. Yes. Writing your paper. So we miss office supplies and Christmas traditions. Um. Welcome. What? Guacamole. <laughs> you know this Wacom thing? Is that tablet where you can draw stuff? Ah, it's a Wacom. Ah, is that, that office supply? I don't know. Well, maybe that's shooting too. Yeah, well, not, not for our research, probably. Yeah, okay. Well, unless you're doing science communication or doing a really fancy figure. A really fancy figure. Then you yeah. need this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird Christmas traditions. Eat, I will. Mm. I would go for eating guacamole. But that's with G. Waffles with reindeer. Waffles. <gasps> Weird Christmas traditions. Waffles with reindeer. Because in Finland you eat reindeer, right? Yeah, not probably with wa waffles, but that's why it's a uh, weird. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we can make it a tradition. Okay. Waffles yeah. with reindeer. Uh, um, office supplies. Okay, it ended. Done. Waffles with. Have you eaten reindeer? Yes. I think I eat it once, but I'm vegetarian now, so... So I'll fail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go to a pizzeria in Lapland, uh, you can have half of the pizzas, including reindeer. Oh, wow, okay. Yes. Well, my dog eats reindeer bones, so... Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. he, he eats it. Okay. So, Yusi, could you generate the second letter, please? Because we have these three rounds. Okay, K. Okay. K. We always get these weird letters. Why do we get weird letters? Okay. Is K a weird letter? It is yeah. weird. Okay, maybe not for Finn. Because <laughs> not in Finnish, but in English yeah. it really okay. is. Okay, That's so um, uh, let's start now. What, what would the reviewer say? say? Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's okay. Weird Christmas traditions. Kangaroo pie. <laughs> what? Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Office supplies. A kilogram of clips. Office clips. Or we Kilo can just write clips with a K. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, with, with, with this game, I'm understanding how much I like to change the first letter yes. of each word. <laughs> word associated with winter. Okay. Kulma. That's cold in Finnish. But it's in Finnish. I'm playing in English. By the way, what's the name of that? Um, what's the name of the mountain where Santa Claus lives? Korvatunturi. Uh, yes. I see. There we go. It's with a cake. Yes. Okay. Korvatunturi, and that's yes. a place. So Korvatunturi. Yes. And that and that can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where Santa Claus lives. The real one. <laughs> the real one. Uh, office supplies. Where, where, where? What would I review? I I would say that there you are saying. Okay, would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, reasons to email your supervisor. Crisis with a K. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will stop. I will. I, I won't speak again. Okay. <laughs> There's not so many words with K. Yeah. Key, key, key. Office supplies, key. You need the key oh, to yes. your office. Keys. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> you need to in- enter your office first. Yes, we have keys. And, and then uh, we. Uh, what Q. do we mean? We we miss the Christmas traditions, the reasons to email, and the reviewer because you don't accept my answer. Okay. I don't know. Oh well. Ah, how to stop this? Okay, I managed. But by the way, I bet this Korvatunturi, so where the so where Santa Claus lives, there's this awesome Finnish film called Rare Experts, which I recommend for everyone to watch. Yeah, that's and it's cool. yeah, it's the Christmas story. I I, I think I've I've seen the trailer, it's but like really four years ago. But I still have to watch the movie, and I'm so curious because isn't the movie where like Santa Claus is actually evil? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, it's like, is the villain. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> so but but isn't it like in Finland, like, traditionally you think, <laughs> well, Santa Claus is evil. Well, he's not like the typical Coca Cola red wearing Santa Claus, right? No, I mean, I guess the Santa Claus uh, figure is a mixture of all kinds of figures. Some of them are some European saints, and maybe there's mm. some uh, weird old Finnish traditions where. Uh, some people dressed as uh, as as some monster go from mm-hmm. door to door and asking for sweets or whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's but a mixture. I, and I had heard that if you behave bad, they they give you coal. Was it here? No, not here. Here they I ah, think okay. they give you branches. Oh, okay. <laughs> to yes. to burn yourself. <laughs> yes, I thought I wanted to set myself on fire. But anyway, watch Rare Experts. Really good movie. It's really fun. And should we go to the third round? Yes. R- round. Our <laughs> last is... round, hopefully, which will be... Yeah, please give us a great letter. Yes. I can click three times, so we take the third. <laughs> S-L so third time. No, it doesn't work. Oh. It, X. It was an A. It was an A. I pressed the fourth time. Okay, we got an A. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so now we have eight. With these weird shakes, let's press, press three times. Okay, two starting minutes. in three, two, one, now. A. Accepted. Uh, yes. What would reviewers say? Yes. Accepted. And that yes. would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Accepted. Accepted as is. Accepted without re- reviews. Yes. yes. So that means that the paper was perfect. The, and there's nothing. And, yeah. And that, and that's when you when you open a bottle of champagne. Yes. <laughs> or glögi since we are in Christmas time. Yes. Glögi with wine. <laughs> Weird Christmas traditions. Uh, uh, office supplies. App office supplies. Apple. 
Computers? Computers. That's like a, we just did an ad for Apple computers. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. that's like... Uh, that's adding too much. Afternoon swimming in the snow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the frozen lake. Yeah, yeah. That's a very thing Which, of do. course, is in the afternoon. <laughs> yes. Swimming in the snow. But actually, um, so you do this also here in Finland when you, you go to the sauna. Yes. Then yeah, you either the, jump in the lake yeah, or... And, 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 or... Yeah, and you, you, you uh, excavate. Um, a, a pond of water in the frozen lake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then you dip in, or you, you roll in. around in the snow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that feels really good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Words associated with winter with a. A lot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Although winter supposedly will be getting a bit warmer. What? Ah, winters in in general. You mean? I so with this climate climate change. It's yeah. Well, a lot, of snow. <laughs> a lot of snow. I don't, I don't know if this would should count, but <laughs> we have been cheating so much lately. <laughs> Reasons to email your supervisor with A? Uh, a disaster. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> Basically, I'm putting articles in front of everything. <laughs> a disaster. Or uh, uh, acceptance of stuff. No. Uh, 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 eh, Article review. Articles, 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 articles. Oh, yeah. We were doing so good. Yeah, I wanted to find office supplies, but yeah, we gave gave the advertisement to Apple for Oh, yeah, Apple computers. Yeah, you wouldn't find that in office supply, though. Apple computers. Hey, well, look at my computer right in front of me. Yeah, but not like a room that you can just pick up your Apple. But yeah, we did quite well. Afternoon swimming in the snow. I like that one. And no, my favorite one would be, will be waffles and reindeer. We don't yeah. have to try that. Yeah, uh, waffles yeah, and yeah. reindeer. And yeah. anyway, one question for you, see. So, how did you got how did you get interested in 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 such a unusual uh, topic? So you know the shape of snow uh, crystals. Oh. How I did you get into the field? How did I get into the field? I guess. I just like snow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I love skiing. Uh, if there's snow, not enough snow in uh, southern Finland, I go to Lapland for a week. To see some snow. <laughs> yes, for skiing and so on. So, I mean, why not then? Yeah, <laughs> why yeah. not study it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, so according to the same principle, I should be studying the sun because I like the sun, right? No, I don't. <laughs> when, yeah. Um, time for the anecdote, I would say. Uh, so this last part of uh, of each episode will be a science anecdote and since we are here for this Christmas special episode we are going to talk about an animal which is very much associated with winter and with Santa Claus which is the reindeer yay reindeers and we also have reindeer masks here and noses yay I can be a bit a little rudder soon so the topic of this anecdote about reindeers is how reindeer cool off or like how do they keep their body temperature uh, regulated? Yeah, steady or like regulated. Uh, because of course we know that uh, reindeers, they are very fluffy and, and, and cute and they, and they keep warm even when the temperatures are below minus 50 degrees because yes that happens in northern Finland more than you could expect but researchers were interested in knowing what happens when when their body temperature gets much much warm 
so this uh, to study how reindeers avoid overeating uh, they uh, implanted probes into major blood vessels in in the heads of nine reindeers and these probes were measuring blood flow and brain temperature and then uh, they made these reindeers run on a treadmill and they noticed that at first these reindeers were breathing through their noses uh, and this would allow uh, the arctic air to cool the blood in their uh, sinuses uh, before being before sending it then to the rest of the body and then uh, when they started to breathe faster they went up to a like second uh, regime and instead of breathing through their nose they started to breathe uh, through their mouths with their tongue uh, f- fluffing around mm-hmm. like a dog basically mm-hmm. uh, and this would let the air flow through their tongue to cool the blood and apparently a reindeer can stay kind of okay until its body temperature is uh, around 38 degrees. But then when, re- when they were reaching this critical limit of 39, uh, these uh, reindeers switched again the blood flow pattern and their uh, breathing uh, regime uh, so that the coolest blood would go through the nose to their heads to cool, to cool the brain because apparently cooling the brain is a priority. So this is the strategy of how uh, reindeers keep okay at different temperatures. Oh, wow. Cooling their brains. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't like to have my, my brain feeling like on fire. Yeah. <laughs> because we sweat, right? And that's one way to regulate our heat. Yeah, but the, what, what are, like, we don't change our body temperature that much. Even when we are, but I mean, because of course we have we have clothes and buildings. <laughs> yeah, and buildings. But yeah, I mean, like when we are when we are staying outside, like we have a, a big, layer, many layers of clothes. So we we we, I'm actually not sure about it would work with our body temperature if we had to stay like three hours, with minus forty degrees, like naked outside, we would just die probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard actually that at that point when you really start going bad in the very cold temperature you can have this that uh, you start actually feeling super warm and many people that have uh, lost in the snowstorm they actually at some point they start removing their clothes and some of them have been found naked dead of course but uh, oh wow yeah because they feel super hot at some point Oh, well, but pro- yeah, but this would mean then that your body temperature goes down, and then that yeah, and then that all the clothes you have like are 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 too much probably mm-hmm. compared to the idea. to the outside temperature. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Maybe your brain goes weird. Yeah, sounds scary anyway. Yeah. Yeah, or probably yeah, probably or probably just the, like when you're like one step closer to death like your your brain just just flips up yeah flips out yeah yeah another really uh, interesting fact about reindeers oh yeah reindeer day i like that tell us is that after the chernobyl accident in the 1980s the um, one in uh, with the power plant in russia yes so so this the wind picked it up picked up this radioactive material and it settled down in, in the nordic countries as well so um, apparently the lichen, this food that the reindeers eat, is really absorbing this material. 
So reindeer are actually highly radioactive, and that was a problem because Sami people, the the indigenous people, yeah, the indigenous people of the north, um, Norway, Sweden, uh, Finland, and I think Russia as well, mm-hmm. um, they depend on reindeer as a way to well, they sell it and they it's also food. For them. Yeah, and they, yeah. So it's very important for them, and this 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 was a problem when this uh, accident happened, and it's still you can still have some remnants of this uh, radiation. But then the allowed level of radiation for food is um, higher for reindeers, so it's allowed that they have a higher level so oh. that the Sami can still sell it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And so since today I learned something from this episode, now I have a question. When all these radioactive particles uh, leaving from Chernobyl were like dispersed in the air and f- fell off to other places around where they aerosols yeah so when the explosion happened um there's actually a paper i could refer you to that's talking about this um, chernobyl material being dispersed around and they point out how you could either find it as a gaseous state so like a cloud of radioactive gases or they would be absorbed onto aerosols so they would get stuck on little particles that were already in the air and they would be transported that way. Uh-huh. And then these particles that are in the air, they then be, they deposit because of gravity, for example, or they, for example, get stuck on leaves or so on. They, they meet a uh, surface and they just get stuck. Or so, snow. Or snow, that's true. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the wet deposition. So when uh, mm-hmm. a raindrop or a snowflake or hail particle collides with these particles that are floating in the air and they, they get rained down, which is actually also a way that we started thinking about aerosols because of um, acid rain, which is a similar way that the rain oh, would, yeah. would get the acid uh, acid particles and bring them down. Uh-huh. Well, oh, so right. So the paper just <laughs> that I was mentioning is from 1986, uh, sorry, 1987, and it's called the Chernobyl Radioactivity in Size Fractionated Aerosols. And it's in the Journal of Aerosol Science, um, volume 18, number 6. Which means that the reviewer of that paper, he said, accepted. It has said accepted. <laughs> accepted. <laughs> so thank you very much to Yussi. Oh, thanks for having me. And in part also to Stephanie because of this aerosol stuff, since you, yeah, you, so work, you, work, you work in similar <laughs> fields. And yeah, now we learned a lot of more stuff about snow and, and, and snowflakes and, and Christmassy stuff. And the coolest part, I think, is that now that we're in the Christmas season and you go outside and it starts snowing, for those who are in the snow uh, regions of the world, you would just, what Yusi said, look at your sleeve. Yeah, um, remember your instrument. Yes, <laughs> your sleeve. That's really cool. And That's then, a very cool instrument. And we know that things are happening above our heads and so many complicated processes are happening. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you want to ask something to Yusi, you can always write to us at thesciencebasement.helsinki at gmail.com and we will, of course, send then the questions to Yusi. And you can find us also on Twitter. So the handle in Twitter is at Science Basement. And on Instagram. At Science underscore Basement. Perfect. And I think we are done for today. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Christmas. See you next year, which is in two weeks. But still, see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. The Science Basement. Oh